Welcome to the podcast for St. Andrews Community United Methodist Church, a loving, caring, overcoming community of faith where our mission is making disciples of Jesus Christ. Hi, friends. Welcome back to the St. Andrews Podcast. So glad that you have joined us for another episode as we are looking at what to add to our faith. I am Pastor Stephanie Greenwald, the Associate Pastor here at St. Andrews Community United Methodist Church. And as always, I'm so excited to be in studio with my good friend, Pastor D.A. Bennett. What's happening in your world? Pastor Stephanie, baseball is happening in my world. It's baseball season. Yeah, and and, and some gymnastics is happening in my world. I did not get to go to my daughter last meet because she competed on a Saturday and I couldn't get back in time for oh, Sunday. Yes. But I have been able to participate in watching some baseball, sitting in the sun and the cold and the wind and <laughs> whatever <laughs> the, the elements are. I'm, I'm out there in good form. Oh, so, so things good. are going well for you, I trust? Yes, things are going great. I have my chai beside me this oh, morning yes, and the, anytime there's a chai involved, life is good. That is good. Yeah. And I'm just kind of a hot tea guy. <laughs> well, I do like hot tea, which technically chai is exactly, hot tea with a little it, bit of a kick. It's with class. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's, you know, bargain basement hot tea. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Not there, at all. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> well, uh, so we have been doing this Lenten series on Add to Your Faith, looking at Second Peter mm-hmm. chapter 1, where it says supplement your faith with these things. Um, the first one of this, I'm sure listeners remember, was goodness. And we actually define mm-hmm. that as moral goodness or moral excellence. Right. And how it is that part of what we want to do as followers of Jesus is not settle for moral mediocrity or be morally right. indifferent, but to pursue moral excellence as a way of helping to overcome the sin we struggle with. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then last week we looked at adding knowledge. And by that, we didn't just mean the Bible trivia knowledge, but really mm-hmm. coming into a full relationship with who Jesus is and, and not just saying, well, Jesus has saved me, but how is it that we grow closer to Christ and how is it that yeah. we take on more of, of his characteristics? And so just continuing through that scripture, today we are talking about something uh, that that I used to tell people, I think this is the hardest thing ever, and that is self-control. Yes. Uh, because, you know, we've, we've all had the experience of someone that we have seen who's out of control and how uncomfortable we feel with that. Yes. You know, if it's a you know, a parent at a little league game that just loses mm-hmm. their ability to think and act and speak rationally and kind of want to go sit in other bleachers <laughs> if we're next to that person. Yeah. Or, you know, perhaps we've been uh, driving down the road and we see another car and that car seems to be out of control and it right. makes us nervous. And sometimes in our lives, I, th- I think one of the things that we really want as people mm-hmm is we want to control our lives. Mm-hmm. So in, in that sense, self-control sounds good. And, and yet there's True. another sense spiritually where we're like, you know, yeah, I do want to be able to control myself, yeah. but I want my life to be led by the Holy Spirit. And yes. the Holy Spirit has control of my future and my destiny, so I'm making a decision. What do yeah. we do? And so that's part of what we're looking at today. Mm-hmm. What does it really mean to have self-control. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the definition that we offered, it actually comes out of a commentary that I use the New Interpreter's Bible. Yeah. And it said that self-control, and I, I absolutely love this mm-hmm. uh, definition, is restraint from the excesses of physical desires, especially sexual desires, mm-hmm. which have brought 
evil or have brought corruption to the world. Mm -hmm. Restraint from the excesses of physical desires, especially sexual desires, mm -hmm. which have brought corruption into the world. So what, how, how do you respond to that? I mean, obviously yeah. you heard the sermon. And, right. You know, yeah. Uh, I thought this was really good that you brought this up because uh, it is a little bit hard to define self-control for the very reasons that you just said a minute ago. I mean, when we think about control, you know, we women often talk about ourselves as being control freaks as a bad thing because right. we like to control things. Well, how does that then relate to God wanting us to have self-control? So I really liked this definition because specifically of the because of the word excesses. Excesses, exactly. I thought that was really helpful because um, just like you brought up in your sermon, that desire is not inherently evil. Exactly. And God has created important. us as people yes. with desire. Well, and you think about it, I mean, if we're just going to get practical here, specifically because it's talking about sexual desires here, mm -hmm. if we didn't have those we couldn't populate the earth. I mean, <laughs> yeah. God said that we needed to populate the earth. That was something, a command that he gave yeah, Genesis us. Genesis chapter one. Exactly. And then again, after he destroyed the earth in the flood, he said it again yeah. to Noah, like be fruitful, multiply. And so I think it's important that we realize that obviously sexual desires and other desires are not inherently evil, but if they are out of control, then they become... Uh, th then they cause corruption. So that's where the control part comes in. Right, because if you know, if we're not controlling ourselves, we are being controlled by something mm -hmm. or, or someone else. Right. And the the one that that I think of a lot when we talk about sexual desire, well, the excessive. Uh, sexual desire that mm -hmm. has brought corruption in the world. Obviously, pornography right. is, is the low-hanging fruit there mm -hmm. that, you know, again, sexual desire is good, it's holy, it's something God created. Exactly. Uh, but when we begin to lose control and we start trying to gratify our nature and mm -hmm. our physical mm -hmm. desire by using something that's leads mm -hmm. to evil and degradation right. of people. Or exploiting and, someone else. E yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. uh, that's an excess that that comes into the world, yes. and you know the the other one that I think of, the one I illustrated in uh, the sermon, is food. Mm -hmm. I, I, yes. I mean, you know, I, I talked about having lost some weight since I had surgery a yeah. year ago, and. I have said to myself several times, several times when my stomach is growling, several mm -hmm. times when uh, I think, man, I would really like to have this, is I like food. Right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I really like food. Again, a desire that is healthy. Exactly. You, you have to like food to live. <laughs> exactly. I've, yeah. I've got a friend that's moving back to Oklahoma and, you know, he's like, hey, when I get back, we're going to have to eat lunch. And I said, if it's not Mexican, we're not eating lunch. Right. You know I mean? That, <laughs> right. that is a, a common it. desire yeah. that we have. Or, you know, I, I have to appreciate, I know you will appreciate this too, uh -huh. that, that I actually talked about how it is, you know, I love sour gummy worms and, yes. and I used to could just devour a pack <laughs> of sour gummy worms. I, I try to eat a banana or grape now. Right, right. But uh, one of the members of our church, I don't know if he listens to this podcast right. or not, texted me a picture of his desk drawer open and it was filled with all kinds of sour gummy worms. That's so funny. Uh, and, and it's disgusting because he does not appear to have any problem with weight. <laughs> you know, I mean, if he's so eating all these sour gummy worms and being fit like he is, yes. you know, that's just not fair. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, the, you know, we, we do have to learn our 
how to control ourselves. Mm-hmm. I mean, one of the things that, that I have told people sometimes is, is, you know, I love Mexican food. I love that they just bring the mm-hmm. chips and salsa out to you. And even after I have eaten my meal, if there are chips and salsa there, I, I just want to keep eating it. Right. Even if I'm stuffed and gorgeous, it's just I see it, I want it. Right. But uh, I have to learn to control yes. that desire. Yeah. Well, and I also think about other things that you, that you might not necessarily think about a desire, but they actually, but it actually is. When I think about self control, I think a lot about anger, because yeah. that's one of the things where I see people get out of control, and uh, and anger. There is desire involved in anger because usually, if you are angry about something, you're, you're desiring that it's different, right? So you're angry that it is the way that it is, and so I think about the the use of self-control within anger is the same as with food or with sexual desire or anything like that, is that you have to submit to something. We all have to submit to something. So we're either submitting to that excess of desire and letting it have control over us, or we decide, like you said a minute ago, to submit to the Holy Spirit and let the Holy Spirit give us the strength to control ourselves because without that submission to the Holy Spirit, we really can't fully have self-control on our own. You know, I I love saying that, and and part of what it reminds me of is how when when I think of being controlled by the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. it's not that we're a puppet. You know, again, no. we, we don't lose our free will and our ability to choose whether right. I'm going to be angry or whether I'm going to overeat or right. overdrink or anything. Right. I'm still the one that makes that decision. But the, the evidence, the fruit of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. in our lives, you know, and Paul writes about this to Galatians, mm-hmm. one of the fruit is self-control. Right. And and here's Peter saying you have to add self-control mm-hmm. to your faith. And and one of the things that we know about the ancient world that the the apostles first started preaching in and mm-hmm. I don't guess that's the ancient world. That's right. you know, but right. you know, ancient to anybody over 25. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, is it, when we read about Rome and Greece, those mm-hmm. were pretty promiscuous cultures right, and exactly. and you know, when we read about the Bible and uh, I, you know, in my quiet time this morning, I was reading at the end of Judges, and mm-hmm. it talks about how uh, this guy just, you know, goes and decides he's going to join himself with a prostitute. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the Holy Spirit helps us to rein in yes. those desires mm-hmm. so that we control yes. what we do and our choices yeah. and decisions. Now, when some people hear that, some people may say, well, you know, and, you know, the the fun we had Sunday was showing the picture of the candy dish you yes. keep outside your office. <laughs> right. I, I was glad to see a different kind of candy in there this week. It's not nearly as <laughs> much of helpful? a temptation yeah. <laughs> as, as, you know, a Snickers or a Twix bar. Right, you know, right. York peppermint patties aren't something that typically, <laughs> but the first time I walk by them, I go, I wonder if people are putting those in the refrigerator, you know. Oh, I, yes, <laughs> all right. prefer the chilled taste. <laughs> but, uh, you know, some people say, well, it must take extreme discipline to walk by that every day. I'm not going to say there's not discipline involved in right. that, but but I do want us to talk about how there's a difference between mm-hmm. self-control mm-hmm. and self-discipline. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, I said in the sermon that maybe they're siblings, maybe they're cousins. Right. Uh, you know, sometimes when I think about it, I think it really, I mean, they're almost Siamese twins. I uh-huh. mean, they're, they're joined, and the place they join is the self. Self, right. But one is discipline and one is control. Mm-hmm. And the way that we talked about uh, self-discipline is self-discipline is my reaction 
to something. Mm -hmm. For example, you know, I go to a baseball game, I'm watching the game, and I don't like the call Mm -hmm. that uh, the umpire makes. Uh, My reaction is to yell at the umpire, which I'm quite skilled at. I I don't (laughs) think I ever become a bad witness doing that. uh, You help him out every so often. I try to do everything I can (laughs) to let them know how they're doing. (laughs) Uh, And, you know, if if you ever sit by me at a baseball game, you don't even have to sit by me. If you're in the park, you'll probably (laughs) hear me at some point if I feel like an umpire's made a bad call. Umpires usually wear blue. So you say, come on, blue. Uh You know, and, and, and that's my reaction. Yeah, what do you mean that was a strike? You know, uh-huh. What do you mean he was saved? Uh-huh. I mean, you know, that, that's a reaction that happens in the moment. However, uh, uh, self-control is more of a response mm-hmm. to how we're doing it. So I have said, come on, Blue, so many times that that's a reaction. Uh-huh. But I'll, my response is, I know how to say that and I know when to say that in mm-hmm. such a way, again, that it it, I don't lose control. I'm not right. a bad witness to my faith. I'm just a fan participating, doing a fan's job at a game to right. help the team yeah. I'm cheering for. You know, um, that that that's mm-hmm. the easy one that comes to my mind. But when you think about mm-hmm. self-control, self-discipline, what are some of the thoughts that you have on that? Yeah, well, I think a lot about the fact that um, that discipline – have to think about that. When motivation Sorry. runs out, discipline, discipline takes, takes over. over. Yeah, and I love <laughs> I love that actually. Um, I think about the fact that discipline for me when I think of of self-discipline, it has a lot to do with what I do. Mm-hmm. So what I choose to do in terms of uh, I'm going to read the Bible, you know, a chapter a day. I'm going to pray faithfully. I'm, you know, the things that I'm going to do. And so myself does that. Right. But, um, when I think about self-control, then it obviously has to do with action, but it also is a little bit more, um, uh, also internal. So it starts with how I, how I think about things, not mm-hmm. just what I say or what I do that other people witness, but it, it is on the inside of myself right. and that's where it starts. Um, and so I feel like, like what you're saying here, where you're responding based on a thoughtful response about the future. Like how, how do I want to respond to the situation so that I bear witness to my faith and so that I, I walk into the future the way that God would want me to. And I think that that, you know, that connects to all of the things that we were just talking about that we find ourselves in excesses. Right. So I think to myself, well, if I'm angry about something, maybe I have a right to be angry about yeah. that. But how do I want to walk into the future? How do I walk as a self-controlled person that doesn't let the anger or with any of the other desires, the desire for food, the, the sexual desires, whatever the desire is, that doesn't allow that to control me. And I, right. I think that's the, that's the ticket too with with self-control is that you're taking the authority that God has already given you. You know, he, he's given you authority over yourself. Right. So you take that God given authority and you act accordingly rather than letting other things control you. Right. I, I mean, we, we can't victimize ourselves Mm-mm. because God has said, no, you have authority mm-hmm. over yourself. So I can't blame everybody else for what happens to me. Right. Now, sometimes there are other people that do things that affect my life. I'm yes. not denying that. Right. Um, but what, part of what I find myself thinking is when I discipline myself, mm-hmm. 
I gain control. Yes. Oh, that's good. You yeah, know, that's really that, good. That when I'm eating that Mexican food and I am done and that chips and salsa is mm-hmm. still there, if I can discipline myself mm-hmm. to to not have that same reaction that I always have, yep. I'm just going to keep eating as long right. as it's here, Right. then I learn to control myself so that if the server does not come by and clear that from the mm-hmm. table, I'm, I'm okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm in control. I'm not going to continue to eat that, even though I know how good it's tasted because I've already had a lot of it. <laughs> yes, right. Because <laughs> you've experienced you know, it. Yeah. Uh, that there, there's just a difference mm-hmm. between discipline and control. Yeah. So whenever we don't have self-control, mm-hmm. whenever we do give in to the excesses of physical desire, whenever mm-hmm. we don't show restraint from, you know, mm-hmm. that, and we're bringing corruption into the world, mm-hmm. uh, that that can really have devastating consequences right. on our life. I, I think of a, a person I know who, uh, you know, good sense of humor, but mm-hmm. one of those people that their sense of humor is they like to play practical jokes. Now, I'm, I'm not a practical right. joker. I, right. I love to joke, but I right. have never been a fan of practical jokes. Yeah. And uh, this guy was, you know, he was at work, and I think he and another guy just got caught up into kind of laughing and having fun yes. about something, and so they played a practical joke. Uh, and... He lost his job. Oh wow! You know, he okay. he was fired from his job yeah. because they said, "Look, that's that's not acceptable." Mm-hmm. He lost control, mm-hmm. and it caused him to lose his job, which mm-hmm. of course then meant he has to go home and tell the family, "Hey, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we we're gonna have to watch what we spend because right. we've got to till I can find another mm-hmm. job." The, mm-hmm. the the good news is it. He wasn't without a job long. He found another job and actually loved that job much better than the one he okay. had. But the the point is, it had devastating consequences. Right. Right. Uh, you know, I think of someone who, um, you know, perhaps they indulge in an adult beverage. You know, mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with having a glass of wine. Mm-hmm. But when people can't control that, right. it, it can lead to addiction. It can lead to devastating right. consequences. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's the thing that I think is hard. It's hard in the moment, what I would call the heat of the moment, where you are faced with that excessive desire. Because, I mean, the reason it's called excessive is because it's more than it needs to be. It's out of control. And it's out yeah. of control. And so um, when you're faced with that, that's where the Holy Spirit's um, fruit comes into play because because earthly desires whatever they are the ones we've mentioned or ones we haven't mentioned today um they have a lot of power if Mm -hmm. if we succumb to them and i just uh, i think it's an interesting study in in humanity to think about how we really do have the power to uh to accept or deny those desires. And I've talked with a lot of people who've really struggled in life because they feel like those desires have control over them. And I just would encourage our listeners today to remember that you you don't have to to have self-control in your own strength. Mm-hmm. And even though the word self is there, you you do not have to do it by yourself. 
And so uh, because God gives us that, it's part of who he is. So we have access to self-control because we have access to God and everything that is of God. So I would just encourage you, if you're in one of those places where you feel like uh, you've already experienced devastating consequences, or you may, if you give in to the things that are excessive in your life right now that, that are drawing you to them, I would just encourage you to take a moment, stop, and Ask God to provide his self-control so that you don't have to rely on your own strength to do it, but you begin to lean on him in order to have that self-control so that you don't have to experience those devastating consequences. Right. And, and again, I just want to reiterate, the desire itself is not wrong. Right. You know, we, we have desire. God created us. It's the excesses mm-hmm. of that. And self-control is to show restraint mm-hmm. over the excesses of, of that desire. Is it wrong for me to eat chips and salsa? Mm-hmm. I hope not. <laughs> I, <laughs> right. I, I'm bound for damnation if that is the, the right. case. But to you know, to not have the restraint from the excesses mm-hmm. of just continuing to eat, that is, yeah. the, you know, what are the devastating responses for that? Well, it, it would make me overweight. Mm-hmm. It, you know, probably going to make me diabetic. Yeah, yeah, right, I mean, exactly. it, there's all kind of physical consequences mm-hmm. to that. So one of the things that uh, I love about this scripture when I continue to meditate on it and, mm-hmm. and think about what Peter uh, was writing to early Christians, what God is speaking to us mm-hmm. through that, is that if we want to participate in the divine nature of God mm-hmm. and overcome the corruption of the world mm-hmm. that can be caused by our excessive desires, right. uh, then when we when we practice self-control, that is something that brings glory to God. Absolutely. When, when, when I can quit eating all that food that's not good for me, yeah. that brings glory to God. Yeah. And, and that begins to change my motivation because now I'm thinking, mm-hmm. this is what I want my life to be. I don't yeah. want it to be a reaction just against weight gain or right. high blood pressure or anything. I want this to be yeah. a thoughtful response that when I show restraint, this brings glory to God. And that's yeah. what I want my life to be about. And so during this season of Lent, this is why the the observances we have, whether mm-hmm. it's you know abstaining from something that you know we truly love, and right. it, it reminds right. us you know that does not have to be a part of my life. I mean, uh, I I drink tea. I started drinking tea because I thought it was probably healthier than drinking coffee. Right. But there were times that's like, man, I'm drinking so much coffee. Mm-hmm. I'm giving that up for Lent uh-huh. because I, I I just want to. Know that you know that you I can, can live without right, it and, exactly. and, and do that. And so th- that's one of the great things about Lent when we get mm-hmm. to Holy Weekend. That's why we do Monday Thursday. That's why we do Good Friday right. is these observances help us to add these things to our mm-hmm. faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so good. And I love that focus of adding to our faith. You've been so good to help us remember that through this series that it's not just that, that faith is good, but it can be better when we add these things to our faith. So friends, I'm so glad that you have joined us for this podcast. We're always glad that you're with us. Uh, I hope that you will continue to be encouraged uh, to practice self-control, to ask God for his help in that where you really struggle because it will in fact bring glory to God. So hope that you will join us here on site or online. We're having services uh, at 8.30 and 10.50. We've also opened up for Sunday school at 9.30, which I have to say we're having a blast having with a our blast. Sunday school. Um, But I hope that you will join us for that. Check us out on YouTube and Facebook and give us a shout out and a comment there. We'd love to hear you. And we just pray for you and hope that you will have a wonderful, wonderful week. 
Hey friends, D.A. Bennett, St. Andrews Community United Methodist Church. I want you to know that we are discovering some real blessing and benefit of digital discipleship, but we also want to talk to you about subscribing to our YouTube channel. Again, it's under the church's name, and you'll get some different uh, video devotions each day. So if you're looking for another venue, maybe that'll work for you. God bless you.